going on, Black family? Hayes here. Meanie downstairs with the dogs, probably letting them outside. I have some new content from my brother from another mother, Lasmore. Uh, this one's a little over 30 minutes. All right, I got this all teed up. I was already ready. I got it. Oh, excuse me. This one. All right, so I didn't have it together. Now I get it together. Shit. Give me a chance. Okay, okay, this is the one. But this one's 14 minutes, and this was uploaded a little under 24 hours ago. That's the second one. Let's see what this one is. Okay, we got several. So, uh, yeah, Lasmore has been busy. Which I, I like because I love his content. It's real hard hidden and straight to the point. All right, let's try this one. Uh, I haven't voted on this one, so this is where I last started off. So we're going to start with this one. It's like, y'all going to learn this year people have had enough. That's what he titled it. So let's take a listen. This one's 12 minutes and 46 seconds.
like a damn fool.
in the pool in the airport. Uh, I don't know if he did that on purpose, or, but yeah, that ended just like that. that so? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, we got another one. We got another one. This, uh, this one's eleven minutes.
send that back bitch back to Ukraine. that bitch back. Stupid cave. Right. Sure didn't.
down one more. Yeah.
He broke her leg. Yep.
that's the last one. Yeah, that was the last one. Are you ready for your chicken wings? Yeah, I know. Well, that's really good. That's one. Oh, he did come on. I had to think long and hard about whether or not to even do this Sunday address, mainly because this news item in particular lends itself oh too easily to the gender warring thing, which is something that I don't allow around here. And the reason that gender warring is a bad idea when it comes to black people is because look at who it is who hates black people on the most for this mess. You got the feminist on the one hand who tell black women they need to go to war with black men. Black men are oppressing them when black men don't have the power or the desire to oppress black women. And more recently, we've had these so-called men's rights advocates who have been telling black men, you know, the black woman's done you wrong, et cetera, et cetera. But of course, interestingly enough, whenever black men are killed, particularly by the police, these men's rights activists are nowhere to be seen. Black people as a group need to get it through our heads that when it comes to the evils and the harms and the abuses that we suffer in this society, it has absolutely nothing to do with our gender and everything to do with our race. Now, whenever I see someone running around talking that feminist nonsense or running around repeating MRA talking points, that's a problem. A lot of these individuals, especially in the MRA movement, a lot of these guys are basically card-carrying right-wing racists. They try to talk a sensitive game about men's issues, especially when it comes to the courtroom, which is going to matter to black men, but here's something that needs to be remembered. When you take a look at how it is black men are treated in the courts and how it is that white men are treated in the courts, when you look at who it is or the judges who preside over these cases, does that have anything to do with gender or everything to do with race? Now, having laid that foundation, I'm going to dare to broach this subject. A lot of black men say that we need more black men in these prosecutor's offices. I agree, but I think that the quality of the black men who are in these prosecutor's offices matters a hell of a lot more than the quantity of them. Now, it needs to be understood that these racist DAs, if they have to put a black person in their office, they don't want any black people there at all. But if they have to have one, then as far as they're concerned, well, we'll have a black woman as our assistant prosecutor. And that's because when you look at Kamala Harris, when you look at a number of these prosecutors like Letitia James, you see that they're already on the take. They're already on the team in an 18 black empowerment. But even when these people have no prosecutorial background, they'll still break bad. Look at Katanji Brown or Judge Tammy the Mammy, who was hugging Amber Geiger after she got convicted. Occasionally, you'll have some people in the comments section who will say some gender-warring nonsense like, well, you know a black man wouldn't do anything like that. Remember, it was that fool Kenneth Thompson who was the DA in Brooklyn, and he was the one who thoroughly ignored the law just so he could get Peter Liang off the hook for murder. At this point, Kenneth Thompson is dead, so whatever he got paid to throw that case, he won't be able to spend it. I also told you a few days ago about how it was a so-called black special prosecutor and black judge who the white supremacists used out in Virginia to protect that racist white Latino cop from going to prison for assaulting that black army lieutenant. By the way, where were all of those men's rights activists? I'm talking about the white ones who freely traffic in right-wing talking points. The reason you never hear me talking any of their gibberish is because I actually listen to a lot of what people say, not just one or two talking points. I try to take in as much of what the person actually says as possible so I can have as full a picture of them as possible.
And when I looked at those men's rights activists, we're talking about years and years ago, I couldn't help but notice that these guys, whenever they are asked about other subjects aside from gender, they talk just like Tucker Carlson. These guys are no different than any other garden variety white supremacist. So for those of you who I see who from time to time use talking points that smell like that MRA stuff, you might want to be mindful of the kind of dogs that you've been laying down with. But my point is that we have no friends and we can't afford simplistic thinking on these issues. To blindly say that, well, we just need more black people in office. That's continuing the disastrous black faces in high places nonsense that started in the 60s. You would have thought by now that some of us would have gotten the memo that a black face in a high place does you no good if they have a white supremacist mind. I don't know how else to say it. Yes, you see far more black women in these prosecutors' offices, but that's incidental because of how these DAs hire, which is based on their preference. They prefer to use a black woman to do their dirty work and act as their melanated shield to hide behind. But if they run out of pliable black female turncoats, then they'll go ahead and hire some black male bootlicks instead. White supremacy is sophisticated. A lot of simpletons don't like to admit that, but how else do you explain a system that has endured this long and has been adaptive to this degree? Now that brings us to the subject of this evening's Sunday address. There's a man who was an assistant DA in Houston and also a chef who posted videos on TikTok, Instagram, wherever, his name is Waymond Wesley. He's been forced to resign after he sparked outrage for a history of negative tweets he had posted years back in which he was trolling dark-skinned black women in particular. Now, this is someone who joined the Houston DA's office just two years ago, and he made these Twitter tweets several years before that. By the way, before I go any farther, I should mention TikTok is owned by China, and they control the algorithms that decide what TikTok videos users see. And what a surprise that they help guys like this get a following. It's almost as if the anti-black racism shown by white corporations like Facebook and Google, that includes YouTube, is also the same anti-black racism that we get from places like China. Anti-black racism is global. Now, this Waymond Wesley fellow ran afoul of the black females online who were upset about this guy, and they got really mad because the DA out there tried to stand by him. She wasn't going to fire him, at least not at first. But eventually he decided to resign. Whether he jumped or got pushed is not the point. Now, we could have an hours-long, drawn-out conversation about colorism, and it would be totally valid. And no matter what this Wayman Wesley guy may be claiming now, he certainly has an issue. Hell, forget issue. At this point, he has subscriptions. And his trying to blame alcohol and all the rest of it for his behavior, that may be true, but it's also irrelevant. Words mean things. And to post a picture with a caption, she's too black, that certainly says something to me. He didn't write that she was too dark-skinned. He said she was too black. And no, I'm not reaching, and no, I'm not reading too much into it. Would this guy classify himself as something other than black? Even if this guy was trying to be some half-brained edgelord and putting out crap posts all over the internet, that doesn't excuse this. Did I mention, by the way, that he also moonlights as a chef on Instagram or TikTok? So he wanted to be internet famous. Look, there's a lot of ratchet heifers on the internet. I know I've dealt with the chicken heads for 15 years, but at no point did I or would I ever trash black women based on skin tone. 
And I have to be honest here. My own personal preference is for dark-skinned black women with natural hair, please. By the way, on a side note, I used to not be big on cornrows at all, mainly because I felt that from a stylistic point that they were overdone. But I think it was actually subconsciously that I saw them on a lot of these bootleg female singers, so it kind of got a negative connotation in my mind. Though in the last five to six years or so, I've kind of warmed to the idea, if you will. But the reason why I bring this up is, as Dr. Joseph Vinyakanen put it, there is a standard. Now, before anyone goes getting offended, hear me out. As the black community, we have had a huge problem with black folks who absolutely worship the paper bag test and who are obsessed with anything that's a lighter shade of brown. That's the way of madness because it's never just about the skin tone in this society. It's always about the social status, which is linked to the color of your skin. We see it heavy in the islands and Latin America, and we see it most pointedly in the United States. Now, just for the record, the lighter skinned black set have the paper bag test and the darker skinned black set have the chocolate bar test. Anything lighter than a chocolate bar, and if your skin tone fails the Hershey test, that's fine. None of us had control over the circumstances of our birth. But once you're born, you don't go trashing people who look like your father or your grandmother. <laughs> no shade to the lighter skinned sisters out there. See what I did? From Lena Horne to the present, there's been a lot of lighter skinned black women who have been 10 toes in black empowerment, solid as a rock. And it wasn't because they couldn't get a white man. It was because they knew where it's at and what it's got to be. I don't want this to devolve into a discussion about who's black enough. Let me be clear. If I had no option but to choose between a dark-skinned black woman who had the mentality of Diamond and Silk or Oprah Winfrey, or to choose a light-skinned black woman who had the mindset of Coretta Scott King, that's not even a choice. I haven't said this in a while, but I'm saying it now. Having a requisite amount of melanin is merely the beginning of being black, not the end all and be all. There's a whole lot of rules and regulations that go along with it. If dark skin was the only qualification, then I would have to accept the behavior of Clarence Thomas, David Clark, or Kamal Bell. By the way, all of them are married to white women and have done nothing but attack black men full time. But even if my mind was thoroughly colonized and warped by the white media so as to not want a woman whose skin tone is the same as mine, I would still have enough love for myself and common sense not to attack them regardless. When I first started posting online, my first viral video was R.I.P. Black America. After I posted that, the totality of the hood rat collective tried to come for me. It was like mosquitoes trying to take down an aircraft carrier. You could tell who got hit when I threw that particular brick because it was light-skinned, dark-skinned, in-between-skinned, 18 to 80, dumb, crippled, and crazy, mostly crazy. I mean, it was all the hood rats across the board. Their attacks on me were as intellectually empty as they were useless. And I know that for some folks, they get a childish thrill out of winding people up by posting something really shocking or intentionally offensive and harmful towards somebody, but that's hood rat behavior. And it doesn't get any better just because a man does it. In fact, that makes it worse. The reason women are supposed to follow men's lead is because women are primarily emotional. They are not nothing but emotion, but they are primarily emotional. And despite their best efforts, as often as not, their emotions will get the better of them, whether it's making a decision about what kind of car to buy or how they respond to something they didn't like on the Internet. Now, that doesn't make it right or excuse it. 
Women may be far more emotional than men, but they're still adults. They still have reasoning skills and are expected to exercise self-control. But my point is a man is not supposed to react like a hood rat to things. Now, hood rats don't care what damage they do. They don't think before they act because they're incapable of thinking. That's why they're hood rats. They just want attention. And for them, if people hate them, that's fine because they'll do anything just to get people to acknowledge their existence, even if it's only for five minutes on the internet. And most of them don't even last that long. Crap posting on the internet isn't a long-term strategy, mainly because when you decide to go down that road, you have to top yourself. You're not giving people insightful information. You're just trying to be shocking. So that means you have to come up with something even more offensive next time, more reprehensible, more angry and vitriolic, more hurtful. But that game eventually runs out. And that's the track that this Waymond Wesley person put himself on. Because among other things, there was also the accusation that he tweeted, if Black Lives Matter to Sandra Bland, she wouldn't have taken her own life. I'm right. serious too. Now, I haven't found screenshots of this particular alleged Twitter tweet or this online message that people are claiming that he posted. Only thing I found is people who claim to have copied and pasted the text of the comment along with tagging his Twitter handle. I haven't been able to actually verify this, and he hasn't admitted to it, so I guess it is what it is. He lost a couple of food brand deals that he had had. He's apologized profusely, and he even threw some extras on it, like saying black women are the most disrespected, unprotected, and neglected demo in America. I'm curious about something, though. Here's another question. Do you think that this Wesley character was making it a point to go after the police when he was in the DA's office? Was he making sure that black defendants got a fair shake and were not simply prosecuted just because you could put a case against somebody? Or do you think that he spent the last two years doing his cooking videos online and acting like a big shot because he could say, I work in the Houston DA's office. Now you already know. About the only person I can think of in the courtroom who's done black folks any good is Judge Olu Stevens. And that's pretty much it. If there are others out there, I haven't seen them. As many black people in this country who have law degrees, we should have a ton of Olu <coughs> Stevens out there. Instead, we essentially have only one. And why is that? It's because most black lawyers are trying to chase ambulances like Sleaze Merritt was doing, and the other half are trying to parlay their legal career into a political career, just like Sleaze Merritt's trying to do. So you see this story has a number of moving parts to it. The gender warring and colorism angles happen to be part of it, but the problem is that's the lowest part of it. That's the least important part. The real hell of it is, has this guy done anything for black people when he was a prosecutor? Far as I can see, not much. Well, since he likes being on camera so much, I guess after this, he can follow in the footsteps of another failed black prosecutor and try to become a Nimmy-nominated producer. The lesson here is promoting yourself is not the same as promoting your people. And I know there will no doubt be a few brothers who stick up for this guy. And to them, I'll say this. When you willingly allow hood rats to drag you into the gutter, you're in their arena. And as Mark Twain says, stupid people will drag you down to their level and then beat you with experience. My point of this morning's briefing is that there's a reason we don't have justice in the courtrooms, despite having a number of black people working in these prosecutors' offices and even as judges. White power selects compliant tools who will do their bidding. There's no justice in the courts because we don't have any of our kind in the courts. 
No rock-ribbed, steel-spined, fire-breathing black empowerment advocates. So no matter if they're a black woman or a black man, they're not there to make sure there's equal justice for black people. And as far as I'm concerned, that makes all of them guilty. Good day and be one. I'd like to take a moment to mention some of our contributors. Brenda McPherson, Starlet Thompson, Deep I-904, Josh Heath, and Alice Ransom. Salute to them and thank you to everyone for listening, liking, and sharing this message. Black empowerment only exists because of you. The prepper and then that's the last one. Military watcher is saying that there has been an open admission from the higher ops inside of Russia that the country and its leadership in Moscow will regard the use of uranium-tipped projectiles that are used for the Leopard 2 tanks being delivered to Ukraine as a nuclear attack. They will respond in kind. That was stated by the head of the Russian delegation to one of the organizations. According to this leader, Moscow is well aware that the Leopard 2 tank, Bradley, and the mortar infantry fighting vehicles are armed with armor-piercing projectiles that have uranium cores. Their use, they say, as a radioactive contamination of territory is a nuclear weapons attack. The West has already used these shells in different conflicts, all the way from Iraq to Yugoslavia. If these shells are delivered to Ukraine, Russia says, we will consider this as the use of dirty nuclear weapons against Russia, with all of the ensuing consequences for NATO and the West. Military expert Captain First Rank in the Reserve, Vladimir Gunderov, has commented on training uh, groups using the Zircon hypersonic missile. They say that the Gorshkov frigate in the Atlantic is prepared to take on the West. According to this individual, the entry of the Gorshkov from the Atlantic into the Mediterranean, the frigate may see a change that brings an unpleasant surprise for all of Europe. As for its practical launch, he says, this is an interesting moment. Now the Gorshkov is ready to be used in combat. I hope, they say, we can expect a pleasant surprise for us and an unpleasant one for Europe and Ukraine. The expert explained that after the training, theoretically, nothing will prevent the sailors on the frigate from sending the Zircon to Ukrainian facilities. The captain there believes that this is a great opportunity to test the combat mode of this weaponry. After all, we have to test our novelty in real world, uh, work, he says. And where else can you do it now besides Ukraine and Europe. So they're definitely getting ready. According to Russian outlets, Washington, the United States of America, and its military hopes that the supply of weapons to the armed forces of Ukraine will capture lost territories, including Crimea. It's being reported by RIA with reference to the White House that according to an employee of the U.S. presidential administration, they do not tell the Kiev authorities where to conduct offensive operations. They don't tell them where to strike. Earlier, it was reported that Washington confirmed the dispatch of the Abrams tanks. One battalion will be formed from them. 
True, he says, the White House said that it would take months to deliver. Also, the armed forces will send eight repair and recovery vehicles. In addition, the Pentagon is starting to work on training Ukrainians. This is a world war exploding. The White House clarified that Ukraine will receive hundreds of armored vehicles and that this will change and shape the battlefield. Armed forces, saboteurs, they are being called, are being caught in Russia, in Russian uniforms. They say these people are Americans or Ukrainians. The USA has already been invaded. It was just invaded economically rather than militarily. Senator Tuberville says a bill following an alarming increase in purchases of U.S. farmland by China and other countries is necessary. <clears throat> now a group of lawmakers are working to alter existing laws that allow for foreign purchasers to purchase U.S. farmland. They have cited concerns over recent acquisitions by the Chinese. Legislation that is set to be introduced in both the House and the Senate will beef up the scrutiny, they say, of non-U.S. buyers of farmland. It will put the agricultural sector squarely in the domain of the federal panels that review investments. The problem is they may make it soon illegal for you to purchase this land also. It would add the agricultural secretary to the panel and make it clear that the goals will be there to protect U.S. agricultural supply chains from foreign interference. Over the past few years, we have seen an alarming increase in foreign purchases of farmland and food companies particularly by China. They say they need unemployment to increase. They don't say things like you're going to lose your job because then you will get mad. So they leave these very blanketed umbrella terms that you think don't affect you, but they do. So when you have these banks and these governments saying that they need a period of no growth, what they mean is you won't be able to afford to go to the store. That's what no growth means. You won't be buying things so these corporations grow, so that their portfolios grow. So when they say we need a period of no growth, what they mean is you're gonna be broke, you're going to be poor, and you're going to be like the one out of four people across North America who once their bills are paid, they still have more bills to pay. Goldman Sachs and the CFO there has said the bank has already seen early signs of consumer credit deterioration. <clears throat> now, these banks think it's great when you go to the store and you buy tomatoes on a credit card. Why do they think it's great? Because then you can buy your $2 tomatoes, and by the time you're paying them off, you can pay $4 for your tomatoes. But when they see deterioration in the credit and debt fields, what they mean is people are buying their $2 tomatoes and never paying them off. Russia's deputy representative to the United Nations has said that Moscow is at this moment in time fighting a hybrid war. They said there are red lines being drawn up in Russia that once crossed will mean, uh, mean catastrophe for the rest of the world. You remember that hurricane we had in Florida last year? Now people in Fort Myers are scrambling to find a place to live months later. Some residents are camping in places where their house once stood. Others are moving in with family. Others still camping in trailers, mobile homes. Some are popping tents just anywhere that they can. 
Mr. Garcia, he's 52 years old. He sleeps in a five foot by eight foot camper. It's not even large enough for him to fit with his uh, mate. It's basically a queen bed on wheels, he says. His father sometimes stays in one of the tents nearby. That's where his bedroom used to be. A neighbor once turned over allows them to plug in an extension cord to power their mini fridge and their microwave sometimes. He says his father lost his car. Now he's gonna lose his license because he didn't keep paying insurance on a car that doesn't exist. He says the government is kicking the people when they are down. Now German tanks on Russian land, you have to remember, Russia considers its breakaway regions of Ukraine, Russian land. Now we have some of Russia's closest allies, Putin's closest allies, saying that German tanks on these Russian lands mean that the Russians must destroy Germany. In the auto loan realm, we are seeing that the percentage of loans that are now considered severely delinquent is at its highest levels since February of 2009. Reports from investigative journalists in the economic theater show that Senator Kristen received at a minimum of $526,000 from donors in private equity hedge funds from venture capitalists after this senator killed a bill that closed tax loopholes in private equity. This is always us versus them. The US is urging Ukraine that it must change its tactics as the war shifts from winter to spring. It's brutal and it is grinding, says a senior Western intelligence official each side is exchanging anywhere from 100 to 400 meters of land per day. Thousands of rounds of artillery. They say that the lands they exchange are not as attractive militarily in any sort of infrastructure, but yet they are important. Senior Western officials are reported as saying that parts of Ukraine matter because Russia has made those places matter probably more than the terrain or the infrastructure there. A U.S. official also expressed skepticism that Ukraine will abandon certain areas, not because of its value in battlefield terms, but because of its strategic messaging value to Russia. Speaking of the tanks that are entering into the country, depending on the delivery and training of this equipment, one individual says, I don't think it's very possible for Ukrainians to run a significant tactical or operational level offensive using these tanks. They don't think offensive operations to liberate will be possible. That's the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, telling reporters recently. The CIA has had a lot to say on the future of this war, including that, quote, we don't think Putin has yet made up his mind, particularly with regard to when to do it. Senior Western intelligence officials say that because Putin is concerned about societal blowback and negative repercussions, we don't know when Putin might draw that red line and use a nuclear weapon. Poland has entered into the fight. This is uh, just in the last couple of uh, days as we have started to see ground images of U.S. Army Patriot battery systems. These are being installed 
and operationally prepared for Russia to fight Poland. The SMB is saying that we anticipate a weak growth dynamic in the coming quarters. And what that means for you is no money. Janet Yellen has told the IRS not to use additional resources to increase the audit rates of American families who earn less than 400 grand a year. But hey, we know they're not going to do it because she said not to do it, right? Just like they said inflation would only last a couple of weeks. They said it would return to 2% last year. They said there wasn't a working or economic crisis, that nothing was wrong. But maybe this time, this time alone, they aren't lying. The U.S. is continuing to see concerning activity from Chinese companies in relation to Ukraine, even after the warnings, according to sources. The U.S. will continue to communicate with China that there will be severe implications regarding the provision of material support to Russia during this war. U.S. officials say that they are witnessing a disastrous level of non-lethal military assistance and economic support from Chinese companies to Russia. They say that even those, even though these sanctions avoid, or even though these provisions avoid sanctions, a big threat to China is coming. It's being called horse excrement. It's maddening, warns an ex-special forces operator who now works as a military strategist. Biden, the current president to the USA, has asked Cuba, Nicaragua, Venezuela, and other Latin American countries to send old Russian weapons to Ukraine in exchange for the U.S. military industrial complex to give them new American weapons. <clears throat> so basically, the president to the USA is saying to these countries who hold their hands together with Russia to go send your old equipment to Ukraine. Remember that old equipment that may fail, it may not. There's up to a 40% fail rate in certain levels of the ammunition. And America will send brand new sparkling weapons to Venezuela, to Cuba, to these other countries who allow Iran and Russia right inside of their house. <clears> T-O-N-Y, <throat> uh, Tony, AF007, wrote in and he says, I'm an active duty personnel. I just got a notification saying that my life insurance policy will be jumping from 400 grand to 500 grand beginning in March. He says, in my eight years of service, I have never seen this. I want to remind you that in 2023 so far, we're not even through the end of the first quarter. The U.S. has raised its debt ceiling for the 79th time since 1960. 80,000 employees in the tech sector have been or are in the process of being laid off. Average new car payments are close to $1,000. 70% of economists say that things are going to get a whole lot worse soon. They say that Earth is going to be facing a mass extinction event by the year 2100. Remember, if you're born today, that's not very far away. Supercomputers are predicting more than a quarter of all species are going to die by the end of this century. Now scientists say that we are on the beginning or in the beginning stage of a world-changing event. The Earth's core has stopped. What? They say it's reversing direction. 
using artificial intelligence and known data constraints, scientists in Australia and Europe have plotted out what they, be, they believe to be a massive global level extinction event. The results point to a loss of 10% of all plant life, 10% of all animal species by the year 2050. It will raise to 27% by the end of this century. The largest unknowns, according to the researchers, lie within the areas of overexploitation of resources, different land use changes, overharvesting, pollution, extreme weather, and biological invasions. They say that children born today who live into their 70s will expect to uh, be witness of the disappearance of literally thousands of animal species, orchids, insects, the elephant, the koala, the cheetah. Professor Bradshaw says the whole world will be different. One person says, imagine a parasite losing its host to deforestation. Imagine a flowering plant losing its pollinators because the world changes. Every species depends on another species in some way. Overall, co-extinction events will raise in their levels of uh, chances of happening. Total extinction rates by valuable species and vulnerable species will be up 200% by the end of the year. The team's results suggest that a greater loss than previously anticipated is staring humanity in the face. The bleakest time for natural communities will be the next couple of decades, they say. This time will change biodiversity in our world. So what will we see in our life? New research shows that in fact, the Earth's core may recently have stopped spinning and it might be reversing its direction of rotation according to a surprising new study that looked into the deepest research uh, re reaches of what we know, including seismic waves and earthquakes. People are warning that an ice age is coming. Others say that this change will cause humans immeasurable loss. Li Yang and uh, Zhao Dong Song, researchers at the Peking University, they say that they've captured surprising observations. These observations indicate that the inner core of our Earth has ceased all of its rotation in the, in the last decade. It's experiencing a turning back. They say, this is going to be bad. There are two major forces acting on the inner core, says Yang and Song. This was in an email that was sent out to outlets like Motherboard. One's the electromagnetic force. The other is the Earth's magnetic field. The magnetic field acting on the metallic inner core is expected to draw the inner core to rotate. They go on to talk about different forces that affect this, but basically what they're saying is that the life that you knew will be turned upside down. Your warm weather might be hot, debilitatingly so. Your cold winters might be deadly. They say if the two forces aren't balanced out, the inner core accelerates or decelerates. The magnetic field and the Earth's rotation have a strong periodicity of 60 to 70 years, and they believe that this time is here now. Some people are saying that this is going to bring in a great change on Earth. We pointed to the existence of similar period, uh, periodicity, periodicity, excuse me, of different observations, they say. They used different 
patterns of behavior of things happening in our earth, different earthquakes, seismic waves. They looked at everything and they found that we are about to experience a extreme event. What happened today or tomorrow? Probably not. Might it look like a small change every year to us? It could. But a time could be coming when one winter completely blankets the earth and a mass migration takes place. Imagine the loss of infrastructure in that time. Now, 200, 300 years ago, infrastructure didn't matter as much, did it? People were much closer to the reality of living of the earth. What I mean by that is they knew where their food came from. Everybody knew how to survive the coldest weathers that they would experience. Everybody knew how to protect themselves. Everybody knew how to fish. They all knew how to hunt. They all knew how to grow, uh, grow food. They all knew how to treat common diseases. But now we are so dependent on knowledge that nobody seems to have anymore, that when we experience a global event like this, all hell will break loose. But there are things you can do. This community is never about fear. Look to wild edibles. Figure out natural remedies. Learn how to grow food in greenhouses. Make your own greenhouses out of plastic wrap. Learn how to defend yourself. Get a weapon. Get a tool. Get ready. Thank you guys for being here every day. Come back tomorrow for more information that you need to know, things that are happening around our world, actionable intelligence that you and your family can make good, sound decisions based on. Make sure you check out contingencymedical.com. Use the code FSS10 there to get a discount off of your order. Also, nutrientsurvival.com, real long-term food storage that they keep the nutrients in. Use the code FSS15 for 15% off. Most of all, everyone, stay safe and keep watch. That's full spectrum. Call them preppers warning. United States, we consume three that concludes this stream. I hope you enjoyed it.